It really hurts when people come at you, when they tell you that you're not valid or your opinion isn't correct or even warranted. It hurts to be canceled. And there's a huge issue with cancel culture across the board. Now, sure, some people's opinions are a little out there. But does that make their experiences more or less valid than yours? In my opinion, the goal of Christianity is to come together to learn and to love. And so this week, we're talking about that. We're talking about how reacting and responding to someone are two very different things. About how reacting can push someone further away, but responding can bring people together. And how we all might have a little more to learn from each other than we realize. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert. A safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the consequences. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, my name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. And today, we're going to be talking a little about rejection. Uh, rejection of self versus, I guess, not rejecting self. Would that be the right way of saying that? Yeah. Uh, rejection versus acceptance. Yes, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Better than my way. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, about rejection, about cancel culture, maybe even a bit. And uh, just kind of tap into all that. Elaine said something very profound, as always. And we're just going to push into that. And we're going to get to that really quickly, but of course, just a quick reminder, if you have not done so thus far, head over to the show notes section and grab the link to Nomads, a safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions. We would love to have you there. It's just a few quick little questions, and you are most certainly welcome. And I really don't have any other announcements or anything like that, so I mean, why, why waste time? Let's just get right into talking about... Uh, rejection versus acceptance and cancel culture and loving yourself and whatever else this conversation goes. Let's get right to it. All right, Elaine, you made a very profound statement the other day and you kind of reiterated this morning in a conversation we were having. So why don't you go ahead and share it if you, <laughs> if you would. I'll, I'll pass the talking stick. Um, yeah, so I've kind of been in a lot of like contemplation this past week and just kind of by contemplation, do you mean like debates with people on TikTok? And myself. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So last week I had mentioned, you know, I had that controversial, controversial, I'm controversial, thinking, controversial. <laughs> anyway, so I posted a video that people did not like a couple weeks ago. And I mentioned that last week and how it sparked a lot of um, debate and everything. And since then, I've kind of just been trying to keep to myself of what that means to me and like stepping into my truth and digging deeper and continuously asking these types of questions and all of that stuff. And I wrote a blog post a couple days ago and it was titled, I don't like rejection, but I hate rejecting myself more. And at the time, it wasn't necessarily like a profound statement to me, but whatever I was sharing, everyone was like, oh, that's so good. And I was like, actually, that is good. <laughs> but whenever, wow, I am wise. Yes. But whenever I was writing it, it was talking about how 
my original video I had pulled down because I all of the negative energy and all of that stuff online just really wreaked havoc on my energy. And just I felt emotionally depleted and just all of that stuff. So I took down the video because I thought, well, if I take down the video, I won't have people posting hateful comments and everything and I'll feel better. But as soon as I deleted the video, I felt worse. I felt worse because I was rejecting myself. I was rejecting my own truth and inadvertently was silencing my own voice. And as much as rejection from other people hurts and it stings and it sucks, whenever we reject our own selves, we kind of deny ourselves. And like, I know some people say in like the Christian uh, circle that like you should deny yourself daily and carry your cross and all that stuff. But I feel like there's a deeper level to that when you reject yourself because you're not able to confidently walk in your truth and you allow other people's opinions to dictate how you show up in life. And I feel like that is the lowest form of rejection is rejecting yourself. Well, and to kind of play off of that a little bit, there isn't anything wrong with like the whole deny your like let's die to yourself daily or deny thyself or whatever. I think that is kind of uh, it's it's half of a reference kind of debating or uh, maybe not debating, but uh, framing this idea that we need to be able to control ourselves like we need to have some form of self-control. Right. I don't necessarily think that means that we are like that kind of goes to the whole dirty rag thing, like we're not just scum and all this. And so to deny yourself is more or less in that analogy not the same thing as what you're speaking of mm-hmm. because it's kind of like how all analogies break down at some point yeah, that there is no perfect yeah, analogy. Yeah, there's, there's no blanket statement that goes across, which I guess that in itself could be a blanket statement. <laughs> there's no blanket <laughs> statement as, yes. Okay. Yes, but I, I, I feel like people know what I mean by that is that, I, I, honestly, I think that's something that we mention a lot or have mentioned a lot frequently um, or recently about how analogies and metaphors are beautiful, but there's always something against it. Or there's always a case where that does not fit. And in this specific situation, I feel like the die to yourself or deny yourself, whatever, just did not fit with that narrative of silencing my own voice. Right. And I think that we, I don't think I know, (laughs) honestly, that we have a serious issue with cancel culture right now. Just this idea of I am going to silence your opinion because it does not fit my narrative. And this has its own roots. Uh, A, there's a lot of people who are really tired of being talked down to. Like there's an uprising. Giving Giving people like a community of voice, which is a beautiful side of it. The, the side that's not so beautiful is whenever someone else's voice who differs from yours no longer matters. Mm-hmm. And that comes from an, I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but there's definitely an issue with other people trying to cancel out your voice because it doesn't fit their narrative. Well, and something that we've also been discussing, I feel like honestly all year is like, your globe theory of the extreme opposites are just Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. It's the same method, just a different wording or whatever, whether it be politics or religion, all of it. And, you know, something that I have kind of seen back and forth, it's not one or the other that's worse, but a lot of times 
Um, You have the typical Christian who has the standards that they set themselves and other people to, and then they slowly deconstruct and then realize like some of the things that they had been um, kind of leaning into, yeah, leaning into into, just didn't really fit them anymore. Didn't really serve them anymore. They that they felt that that wasn't really God, and so they start deconstructing and they start asking questions, all of these things. But where it can go wrong is whenever you kind of leave the more Christian, whatever fundamental side and go into the deconstruction. And then you still have a lot of that hurt and pain. Then when you think of the Christians going against the world, it's like, oh, the world is bad. And then whenever you kind of start understanding who God is to you and understanding yourself and understanding other people, then it's like, oh, that Christian stuff is bad and that's not Jesus. And it's just, I feel like there's constantly this attack. Sure. And I think it's because it's hard to realize it just because the opinions and beliefs we hold uh, are so real to us. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're real to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so like, we have to be we have to be mindful of that, I guess, is what that comes down to. And right now, it's so easy to tell someone else you're wrong. You need to be quiet. You need to. I mean, we get this a lot on certain social media platforms mm-hmm of like how dare you do this how dare you do that like you don't understand like you don't realize what you're doing yeah and it's not that those people this isn't even like an argument to say like they're right or wrong it's simply them speaking out of all that they know and assuming that what they know can justify your position based on a very small interaction Mm -hmm. and so we go about trying to cancel each other because a uh, the argument of some, or I guess someone else's perspective is threatening because it feels as if it is invalidating your own experience. Uh, you know, someone can say I firmly believe in miracles, and someone else can say I firmly don't. One person has felt they have experienced miracles, and one person feels as if they did not experience true, authentic miracles. Neither person can unvalidate someone else's experience like it's hard to believe in miracles if you haven't seen a miracle you know it's it's hard hard, to yeah i was gonna say it's hard to not believe in miracles when you've seen miracles in your entire life right and it doesn't necessarily mean one is right and one is wrong that's just your truth your experience right with god and people and the world and all of that and just because you experience something or don't experience something that doesn't make it true for somebody else. Well, and I think that that's the big thing that kind of comes back is realizing and kind of tying this all together. Your truth is your truth. Mm -hmm. Now, someone could argue like, I've never experienced a meteor crashing into me. Does that make meteor crashes not real? No, it's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is in your world, I mean, that's not a reality to you in this moment. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist somewhere else. But I feel like as a culture, something that would be wise for us to push into is sharing our experience versus sharing our experience as fact Mm -hmm. or as the only experience one can have. Well, and I see a lot of times online of just various topics, nothing specific, but a lot of times of, well, that didn't happen to me or I haven't seen that or Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who believes that or whatever. And one, that can be so condescending and demeaning because obviously the person that you're talking to has a different perspective on it. And whenever you say, well, that didn't happen to me, you invalidate their experience. And just because it is or isn't true for you, that doesn't mean it is or isn't true to somebody else. And 
yeah, like I agree. Like I feel like we should share more of our experiences and even sharing our lack of experience yeah. and learning from other people of saying, hey, like I've never experienced this. And there's no shame in that. No, There's no, no shame in not experiencing God the same way someone else Mm-mm. does. That's not a shameful thing. God is in those subtleties. That's something that like, I uh, had a conversation with a good friend about that, like just how to how to hear God in the midst of a pandemic and stuff like that. Like, how do we do that? How do we hear God when community is so hard to come by? You know, people in the deconstruction space should be familiar with that. Like community mm-hmm. can be really hard to come by, but even more so right now, like uh, even people who are ingrained, like if you're still going to church, like I'm, you're experiencing some of that right now. Like it can be hard to experience community right now. It can be hard to experience God in those typical ways. So now we're having to learn to feel God in atypical ways, or at least atypical to our culture. And we're realizing like, hey, like some of the ways that people are experiencing God, like just because this is countercultural to our understanding doesn't mean it's countercultural to God. Just because it's not as normal to experience uh, God outside of church for one person doesn't mean it's not normal for him to experience God outside of church for another person. And and we need to quit, like I said, just to reiterate, quit assuming that our experiences are the only experiences. Mm-hmm. Quit assuming that our way of understanding is the only way of understanding. And especially quit trying to cancel out someone else's understanding or someone else's experience based on our lack of a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there certain opinions out there that are just wrong? Sure. Like you can look at cancel culture of like trying to cancel racism and stuff like that. And for the most part, all of that is is truthful. Yeah. For the most part, yes, it's truthful. We need to stop <laughs> racism. Ridiculous. Like there's like the fact that we're still dealing with this is ridiculous. All of those things are ridiculous. But whenever I like something that happened to me recently online, and I I do music stuff online, like that. So this is beyond the reckless pursuit. This is just in casually me talking about an instrument that I really like that uh, was invented by the Aztecs. And so I'm, I'm literally sharing on a video like, hey, I love this instrument. It was invented by the Aztecs. It was uh, it was refined by the Italians. This is a great instrument. Like this is an awesome achievement that has been done in history or whatever. And someone comes back at me and is like, oh, look, another white dude trying to talk about culture. And I, I was like, what? Can I just say that like no one specific person or type of people can own a culture or can own a religion. Yeah, I mean, and I get like, I'm not the most qualified person to talk on the topic. I also wasn't pretending to yeah. be. I was just and like, I, hey, I really find this cool cred where cred is due, moving on. And there's somebody that I have actively followed online, and, and she's on her own spiritual journey, and she finds a lot of beauty right now in like shamanic healings and everything. She was sharing her experience, and there was people who um, I think what I saw or what she said, um, somebody who was a Native American, and she was saying, like, this is very disrespectful. You're not Native American. This is my culture. This is my religion. And for you to say, oh, I find beauty in this, like, you are wrong. You can't own that. And I just feel like that is completely destructive. You can find beauty in any religion, in any culture. And I feel like just because you don't have that what descent or you don't have ancestors of that specific culture that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it that doesn't mean that you can't be a part of it yeah and that kind of goes into the whole like quick to listen slow to speak slow mm-hmm. to get angry 
like right now we're the exact opposite. We listen to what someone says intently for the mere purpose of a rebuttal. And that is also the whole thing is like if you're listening to speak and you're not listening, you're looking to interrupt. And also I was listening um, to Austin, Austin Fletcher. We've had him on the show from New Age Christianity. Yeah, I think we mentioned him not too long ago. Yeah, actually. and um, again, we need to have him back on the show. Yeah. But I was listening to one of his episodes the other day and he was talking about how a lot of times or, or that there's a huge difference between reacting and responding to things. Mm. And how a lot of people think that they are responding, but they're actually reacting to something. Yeah. And I was just like, dang, how many times have I reacted instead of just responding? How many times have I, and by no means am I perfect, by no means am I saying like other people do this and I don't. Like I've done this before and I'm I'm learning from that and I'm le- learning from those past mistakes is just learning opportunities And I was thinking, I was like, how many times have I reacted out of anger or out of whatever um, because I let my emotion take over the logic side of things instead of just saying, oh, that's a unique perspective. Here's my perspective. And then just opening conversation and allowing people to share their perspective and allowing myself to share my perspective and then learning from that instead of saying you're wrong because here is all the reasons why you're wrong and here's the reasons why that doesn't work. Like I've done that before. Well, and I think that that kind of ties into just the generalized idea that we string ideas together. And so we talk about Christianity. Well, Christianity can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. To one person, it's love God, love others. To other, another person, it's vote red and own a gun like it's just it's it's very and and that's very vague and very stereotypical there by the way like i'm not just i'm just trying to name like a couple you can't campy areas of christianity well and i feel like most of the time like things aren't black and white they're not a lot of gray areas that's kind of what i'm trying to get at here like we string together these long sets of ideas of like oh white person who mentioned um a native american culture right Hispanic origin culture. Oh, okay. Well, then they're racist because they're talking about it. Because I've heard from someone else that 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 they shouldn't do that because most likely he's just trying to claim. And so, like all these assumptions, kind of start going mm-hmm. off in our head of where someone's coming from because we're reacting out of hurt and out of these these other uh, stigmas or belief systems or what have you. Just like when we post a video with us holding a Ouija board saying, is it okay to celebrate Halloween? Fake one, and, mind we, you. <laughs> and we point to yes. So like, is God mad at you for dressing up and getting candy? No, like it seems so vague and common sense, but like people are taught, like all they can see is the one little narrow thing. Mm-hmm. And all these assumptions start going off. You're promoting devil worship. Whoa. You literally said people could dress up as demons and you're a witch. And I'm just like, where did this come from? (laughs) Like being called the Antichrist and false prophet and all this craziness. Whenever I was talking about Cardi B's song a couple weeks ago, people were saying, accusing me of racism. And that's the exact opposite side. That's the the more... uh, Sorry, just call it for what it is. That's the more liberal side of things looking back against you like pigeonholing you as some radical conservative you know like it's 
just like the opposite way, you know, of like, oh, well, she's a Christian who went into a Halloween store. Now she's a Satanist. Yeah, and it's just like, those are bold assumptions. Yeah, like, just because you're not one thing doesn't mean you're something else. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great other little thing to kind of, like, pull out here. Just because you're not A doesn't automatically mean, automatically mean you're B. You're like, mm-hmm. there's everything's not black and white, yeah. like you just said. But, like, just kind of basing on the whole idea of, like reaction versus response i think that that's a lot of what we're seeing with the uh anti-racism mm-hmm. movement right now with blm and uh or really i mean it just goes beyond blm yeah. but like that's kind of the the current one so we'll kind of run with that but i think that uh when you start looking at that you have one camp that's looking at everyone's like all lives matter what have like you're racist because you're saying that this and you have another camp that's saying like okay all of these people are racist what we're responding, like a response, or I guess what a reaction is, oh, they're nothing but a bunch of rioters, or they're in this for, I don't know, because they feel like they want to be better, or I don't know, all these weird things that go against the, you know, the uh, African-American yeah. culture right now, or people who support that. Uh, because they're they're taught that, and they're reacting out of fear because they are afraid that people are genuinely trying to stir up drama. When someone says all lives matter, nine times out of ten, maybe eight times out of ten, but nine times out of ten, we'll say, uh, they're not meaning that racist. Yeah. I understand their intention. That, right. Yeah. It may come across that way, but even still, that's still, you can react and call them a racist, or you can respond and meet them where they are, mm-hmm. like, because they're just, they're, that's an area they're not understanding yet. It's and I not, feel like across the spectrum, this isn't just a Christian thing. But too often, we don't meet people where we are, but we expect them to meet us where we are. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. You're just on fire today, babe. I mean, yeah, that's so true, though. I'm good like, at one-liners. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, that's really true. Like, we expect people, like, hey, you need to love me for me, but I'm not going to love you yeah. for you. Uh, you need to understand all of my backstory and how I got to where I'm at to understand what I mean in the context behind something. But also, at the same time, I'm not going to extend that grace to you. Mm-hmm. But and also, at the same time, you can't expect everyone to know everything about you when you say something. But even more so, that person can't expect for you to verbalize everything behind what you're meaning. Like, some, for instance, someone listening to this podcast, they don't know why we say what we say all the time because they don't know our entire backstory. Like, you're not in someone else's head to truly understand what they're saying in language in and of itself, I mean, if you think about this, language itself is an analogy for feeling. Mm-hmm. It is an analogy for thought. And all analogies break down. There are certain words that we just don't have to explain how we feel to express the feeling behind it. Words cannot express in accuracy emotion. And I feel like the world would be a more open and loving world if we led with trying to understand other people instead of always trying to feel like we need to be understood. Yeah, for sure. Because if we lead with, hey, I want to meet you where you're at, that that's more communal. That's more open. But if you say, I want you to meet me where I'm at, but I'm not willing to do that. Well, that cuts off community. That cuts off conversation. That cuts off growth. And something else that ties into that is a if you truly want someone to understand your perspective or to grow then you're going to lead with a response versus a reaction yeah. because reactions inhibit 
or exhibit uh, destroying. But responses can promote growth. So like if you want someone to grow beyond racism, you have to be willing to have a conversation where they are. Mm -hmm. Like look at Christ. He's the perfect example. You don't walk up to a group of fishermen and tell them, get out of the boat, you dirty sinners, and come follow the Son of God. You come up to the boat and say, hey, I can make you a fisher, but like of people. Like you can catch people and reel them in. Mm -hmm. And like you can bring people up to the surface. You don't go to a woman at a well and say, you filthy, dirty animal who I should not be talking to, you are worthless and you need life or Jesus because the Bible says so. You go to her and say, hey, you know that water, like what if you never had to thirst? Like that spiritual, like, you know, like, like in, I just, I can imagine Jesus like, hey, you know, like that, that thirst you get, not like, not like real thirst, but like when you're just like, man, I just, I'm missing something. He's like, I can feel that. I, I got a thing for that. I got spiritual water that like, quenches that spiritual thirst and she's like wow (laughs) that's deep (laughs) well and if you're resorting to name calling or yelling or cussing or accusatory language you cut off the conversation nobody's going to listen to you even if you are right even if you have that moral or value or whatever if if you are against evil but your delivery is destructive. Nobody's going to listen to what you have to say. Nobody's going to care. And you could have the best, me- like, I feel like even in Christian circles, you know, the best message is Jesus and what he did for us and God and all of that. But if you're like, you filthy sinner, follow Jesus, like, actually, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because if you are anything like Jesus, I want no part of that. Yeah, it sounds like an abusive relationship yeah. to me. And it's like, that can be anything. And well, it, and may, may I jump in here? Mm. By reacting versus responding. If you react to someone and you actually and you you do that very thing where you're you're being more hateful than you are loving, all you are doing is cementing more of that person's ideology that you currently disagree with in their mind. And in Christianese, you're breaking your witness. Sure, sure, absolutely, because it's it's worthless at that point. Mm-hmm. Like nobody is going to to listen to someone who is a slanderer of of their fellow man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other, I guess the last point I kind of had to that too is also you might learn something. Mm-hmm. If you're walking around, looking at myself here, feeling like you have the answer to everything, you know, like one of my favorite phrases in like I've ever heard in my life is kind of referring to knowledge and wisdom. And or I guess I can say two of them here. One, knowledge is knowing something. Wisdom's knowing like how to use it. And then the second one is the foolish man uh, feels as if he knows it all, but a wise man asks questions. I believe that's actually a proverb, mm-hmm. like a like a Bible I proverb. So. Uh, but like that that idea of hey, if you want to be wise, if you want to understand, ask the questions. If you want to cement people's ideals and create another generation of people who are racist or who are this or who are that then there's a really good thing and that's just start casting stones because uh, that that's just a really good way to run them further away from your side of the fence. You know what I mean? And then I guess kind of the, the last little paraphrase I have to that is like, you also may not be in the right spot mm-hmm. too. And just realizing like we are always growing, we are always adapting and you can learn something from everyone uh, you can quite literally pick up anything along the way 
Maybe it helps further you understand why you believe what you believe, or maybe it helps change your beliefs to represent a different as, uh, aspect of God that you didn't realize before. But you can always learn. And if you feel like you don't, you have an area even in your life where you can't, then you've, you've, it's, it's bigoted. <laughs> like you're, you've reached like a point in which you really should probably start asking some more questions because that's not healthy that's not god in essence when it goes back to the power of words because if you are i think or i feel if you are operating out of reactionary i i feel like that's more destructive that you are speaking death into something but if you're speaking if you are operating out of response then you are speaking life into the situation yeah so let's kind of tie this back together before we close out here that initial phrase we opened up with, just kind of repeat it for us. I don't like rejection, but I hate rejecting myself more. So how does that tie in with what we're talking about? I think that a good way, <laughs> by good I mean bad, way of rejecting ourselves is rejecting ourselves from understanding. Mm-hmm. It's rejecting ourselves from... Cutting ourselves off of the growth. And and those conversations. You know, It's rejecting ourselves from trying to see other people. We do that whenever we like, and I guess that's what you said. Like, we're promotion, and uh, we're like, we we are all for people sharing their voice mm-hmm. and their heart. But just because one person shares their perspective doesn't mean you have to destroy someone else's perspective. Yeah. And it feels worse to reject yourself, you know, than it does to reject a different ideology or a different opinion. Like, it feels worse to reject your your own thoughts. And like to to not allow yourself to to feel like that. That's not a healthy thing. And especially because if you're saving face and you are folding and you're silencing your own voice just because of the opinions of others, that's not being true to yourself. No. And hopefully other people are listening to your mm-hmm. thoughts and your perspectives. Also, at the same time, if you're sharing your truth it is not someone else's job to try to dismantle it. And when they do, realize that that's an opportunity for conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not, and that's the hardest thing is like when someone comes at you combatively, I mean, most of the time, if you come back and then actually try to get to know them as a person, that defense falls that quick. I mean, you just ask simple questions and it crumbles mm-hmm. because people aren't used to it. We're used to defending our campy ideas and that's kind of like repeat that phrase one more time for everyone so i can hear it again i don't like rejection but i hate rejecting myself more right and so it's easy to reject someone right it, it it's or i guess it, it hurts to be rejected by yeah. someone it hurts for people to come at you and say hey how dare you do this but it, it also hurts to be quiet yeah and so to kind of like swing the pendulum back a little bit here it's like those are opportunities yeah when people come at you rejecting you because you spoke your truth, A, you should have the freedom to speak your truth, but also realize that they have the freedom to speak yeah. theirs. And that is an opportunity to respond and not just react. And the point of having these conversations isn't to prove I'm right and you're wrong or you're right and I'm wrong. It's That's an interesting perspective. What can we learn together by sharing our opposing opinions on this what what can where how can we meet in the middle what can we learn from each other i believe this way you believe that way what can we learn from those beliefs to strengthen ourselves together 
and not what this just gives me even more power to be right or that gives you even more power to be right you know and i just feel like the well real quick while you're yeah like i i feel like the best way in my head to sum this up is like not everything in life is like a game of top trumps yeah and if you don't know what i mean by that like like you're not trying to get the highest car you're not trying to roll the biggest number like it's not about who has the more composed argument because that doesn't validate or disvalidate someone else's experiences or beliefs or opinion like just kind of going back to what we were kind of talking about earlier on in this episode all right everyone we would love to hear your thoughts on this as always head over to nomads a safe community for christians to ask unsafe questions ask to be a part if you're already a part fantastic let us know what you think let us know your thoughts on all of this and let's just come together and learn from each other Also, if you have any topic ideas you would like to hear discussed here on The Reckless Pursuit, we would love to implement more user-submitted ideas. So if you have any ideas for episodes, if you have any guest recommendations for episodes or topic recommendations, feel free to drop those in Nomads or email us mail at therecklesspursuit.com. And of course, you can find everything The Reckless Pursuit on therecklesspursuit.com. A quick shout out to Elaine. She's relaunched her podcast now. Spirituality Untamed is the new direction she is going. So if you are a woman who is tapping into her spiritual self, looking to really push into that spiritual journey, I would highly recommend you go down to the show notes and click that link and go and give her show a listen because she puts a lot of hard work into it. I see what she's doing. I just want to kind of acknowledge that here as we close things out. We love you guys. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.